Welcome to Get Behind Fanny, a podcast dedicated to the behind-the-scenes stories of the music, the members, and the musicians influenced by the rock group Fanny, the godmothers of women who rock. Hey, everybody. I'm Alice DeBure. I'm Fanny Strummer, and I'm here bright and chipper to share some more <laughs> Fanny stories with y'all. And I'm Dr. Kristen Hilaire Glasgow. I am the daughter of Fanny's manager, Roy Silver, and chipper, maybe not, but so <laughs> happy to be here. Indeed. <laughs> I'm never chipper. I'm very happy. <laughs> and, and a happy guy I am. I'm Byron Wilkins, a longtime Fanny fan and the, the manager of the website over there with Alice and all yes, that fun stuff. Are. Yes, yes, you are. And we and are happy. Know, happy. We are. are. And not only happy am I happy, I'm really excited about oh, yeah. the second part of June Jams. I am too. Today, but. Oh, there's Uh-oh. a but? <laughs> yes, Another there but. is a but. You've got it. <laughs> you know what it is. <laughs> I do. We have a belated birthday bakery shout out for September for our very own Aaron Goldstein. Oh, Aaron. Woo, happy birthday, Aaron. Apologies. Apologies. However, we just wanted to let all of you know that you need to remind us from year to year, whether you're celebrating a birthday or a fanniversary, because (laughs) I don't keep a calendar from year to year and I don't want to forget any of you. So remember to write in and let us know. Yeah. We're getting old enough that we can't remember that kind of stuff, you know? (laughs) We forget that kind of stuff. We're just too old for that for me, man. Yeah. Yeah. What? And Aaron, I don't know if you missed it or not. Um, but on a previous podcast, we talked about the Troubadour and mm. Norma Kemper coming to the Troubadour to see us. She came because Richard asked her to. He was right, recording right. Yeah. and yeah. he'd heard the buzz around town about Fanny. <laughs> and I also, on your in your comment, you talked about Richard's studio sound, refined and structured. I agree with you on mm-hmm. that, but I mm-hmm. don't necessarily think he was so set in his ways, as you said. Yeah, mm. I have to agree with you on that, Alice, because remember, Aaron, this was at the moment of Richard's career just taking off. Yeah, and right. he was yeah. very interested in pursuing a bunch of different genres, you know, whether it's Ella Fitzgerald or mm. Fanny. Yeah. Fats Domino. Fats Domino. Oh, exactly. Wow. Yeah. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So well, I think we did benefit from his refinement and his structure, especially as we listen back now mm-hmm. on the podcast here with 2021 ears. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that Richard was exactly what we needed um, yeah. at that time. We didn't know how to record. Yeah. We didn't know the ins and outs of, of how to you know, mic the drums or to have for me to play a certain note or whatever. Mm-hmm. But you know, we were learning and Richard was probably our best teacher. Um, that said, <laughs> unfortunately, um, neither, in my opinion, of our producers captured that Fanny raw That's live true. energy no, and sound, I I you know, agree. but when we recorded the beat club show in Germany, mm-hmm. they mic'd us just like we were in the studio mm. and the sound quality was and is excellent. Oh yeah. You know, oh, yeah. that to me is as close to a perfect live Fanny performance as we're ever going to get. So, (laughs) so there I was. No. So (laughs) as we lovingly like to say on the podcast, shut the fuck up, Aaron. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, you know, family Aaron, if Alice says that to you. (laughs) Yeah. You know, and we should make a uh, Pasco hashtag of, 
Shut the fuck up. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. Shut the fuck up, comma, and just leave a space. Yeah, so that you can right. say for whoever is being told to shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But Alice, no, seriously, you were talking about the way the Beat Club was mic'd and that yeah. it was so special. Yeah. And it was interesting when I interviewed June for this episode for hashtag June Jams Part 2. Mm-hmm. She absolutely agreed with you on the miking and the sound. And she is still so impressed to this day. So without further ado, as I like to say, I'm so excited about the second part of this episode for the podcast. So we now have, let's see, hashtags and eggs. And this is part two (laughs) of hashtag June jams. So do we need biscuits? Toast? Toast. 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 But don't forget the bacon. (laughs) Grits. I want grits. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Bacon and and grits. That's good. That works. I think that's good, right? Love it. Yeah. And just like we did on the last episode, of hashtag June Jams. Uh-huh. June picked these three songs. So in total, she picked six songs. Right. Um, so for this second episode, she picked Bitter Wine off of the first Fanny album mm-hmm. and Hey Bulldog and Ain't That Peculiar from Fanny Hill. Oh, fuck. And oh, wow. I, nice. I, I just have to say, <laughs> yeah. in all fairness, I kind of pushed Ain't That Peculiar <laughs> on as, June. As only you can, Christina. As only I can. <laughs> And, and I, the reason why I did that is because it is one of Fanny's biggest top three songs, oh, I yeah. think, yeah. ever. Yeah. And it's on the Beat yeah. Club. And it's what uh, your mm-hmm. fans, new and old, discover right. when they go to the exactly. YouTube video. Exactly. So um, the other wonderful thing about this episode, like last time, June shared some wonderful insights about each song and why mm-hmm. she's selected mm-hmm. them. So we're going to start with Bitter Wine. And I've known for a long time now that Bitter Wine mm-hmm. is one of June's all-time favorite Fanny yes. songs. So I was oh. not necessarily surprised it was on her list, but let's listen to why she wanted it for the next song. So the other, the fourth song that you picked was Bitter is Bitter Wine. Yeah. And I am curious, we had talked about this previously more politically during the election year and blah, blah, blah. But looking at Bitter Wine as a song of Fanny on the first album, which blows my mind because it's so sophisticated with all of you. Why did you, June, pick Bitter Wine? Well, you know, from the very first notes of the song, which is a harmony part, a cappella, you know, that those harmony parts. And that's when we were learning how to record vocals with Richard. So we had to get around the mic and we had to get the right balance and then we recorded. I don't know if it was double tracked or not, but it's so incredible because when I hear those notes now, I am instantly taken to a different time, like an Elizabethan time maybe. You know, it sounds like a song from another age entirely. And then Gene does that little bass lick to introduce the tune and then we just launch into the vocal. I mean what it's it's so uh you know it's so adventurous it's it's so in your face but in i hate to say it but i will say it in a feminine way or feminist way you know and then the lyric i have tasted bitter wine everything about the track is perfect and then you've got acoustic guitar i've got electric guitar we knew what we were doing on that first album and i think that is bitter wine is our one of our calling cards People didn't seem to notice it at the time, but I I can definitely hear it now. We all fell in love uh, with that song and that track, and we didn't hold back at all. I'm telling you, from the first 
harmony notes of that intro and Jean's little go. It's just, you know, it just slays me every time. One of the things I love about it and is that like you talked about these opening acapella harmonics, this almost ethereal, angelic, and then it transitions into this hard rock. I mean, as you said, it's feminist, but it, it's not weak on any level. This is like your power is showing. And let's face it, that message, I have tasted bitter wine. That is a woman's message even now. But the early 70s, you know, that's what we were living and that's what we were riding into in our on our Elizabethan horses, you know, with whatever colors we had on our scarves, et cetera. I feel, really feel like we went to a different time. And I appreciate that so much that we could transcend in that way immediately without even really realizing, you know, we were just working really hard. But when I listen to the results now, I'm really kind of in awe. As you should be. And it's interesting as you're speaking, I'm thinking about, okay, so if place in the country was Fanny representing a cultural moment in time for the for the US, let's say, or the world, but let's just say the US. Uh, bitter wine was a cultural representation of what women were going through at the moment. That's right. That's right. And going way back into the past, I kind of feel like we time traveled on that song, you know? And I, I don't mean that to sound kind of, you know, what, whatever, wooey wooey, but it, I really go into a different place when I hear that song. And it is totally individualistic to Fanny. I haven't heard any other group do that. I mean, maybe there's another group that's done similar to that. Maybe Queen did that or whoever, but that's definitely our calling card. And it is so good. I don't know how people missed it. <laughs>
sound love. of that song. That song, yeah. the sound, it's so full. It, it is, really it's is. It's full yes, it is. and round. And I think that is June's 12 string acoustic guitar. She talked about, mm. you know, mm. her electric guitar and the acoustic guitar, but the 12 string, not only is that the predominant guitar, mm. but it really drove the song. Oh, it did. It did. And I loved when June was talking about the song being almost Elizabethan, riding on your horses. (laughs) And boy, can I envision the four of you in that Fanny photo when you're at the Renaissance Fair. Oh, (laughs) yeah. Right. That would have been that would have been the video if we go back to the 80s. Could we uh, um, have the guys from Monty Python with the coconuts with the horses? Please, (laughs) please. please. I would love that. That would be so great. And I also loved when June was talking about the lyrics and the idea of having tasted bitter wine mm-hmm. being yeah. such a female idea right. and that it's yeah, crossed right, so yeah. many generations and centuries even. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about this song before, but just to give a little historical context, this As song- you want to do. <laughs> from, from the, historian. <laughs> the historian, you have to, it's context. Yeah. But the song was written in 1970. And right. just to understand, Roe versus Wade did not come into legislation until 1972. So we're two years away. Women at this time could not get a credit card in their own name. They had mm-hmm. to have their husband sign for it. So it really did speak to the cultural moment where women were starting to come into their own and understand this idea of independence. Yeah. 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 Well, I was one of those women that couldn't get a credit card. And I'll oh, bet wow. you money that June and Jean and Nikki... It was the same story. Sure. Well, oh, yeah. yes, because all of you little ladies didn't have husbands <laughs> to sign. Yeah. But just oh, think man. what a different story it would have been at Fanny Hill. I mean, we would have been able to buy groceries oh, and yeah. do the laundry and we wouldn't be as concerned. It took it away. It took our attention away from rehearsing okay. because we had to be concerned about how we're going to get enough money to buy groceries or do the laundry, you know. And a credit card probably would have changed that. Changed that, you know. Well, I mean, not only concerns, but it, you were constrained not having right. money. Right. You may have made many different choices having oh, sure. a little bit of that freedom. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But you know, you interviewed Jean on on this, and and mm-hmm. Jean. Is, is thinking and responding to June's comments a lot. And she feels pretty much the same way about bitter wine as June. Well, I know in the beginning that the way that ba, 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 the vocal and the way the bass enters is really unique sounding. And it was just um, so uh, off the wall kind of thing that she thought it was so special how we did the intro. And the song is... Um, yeah, it could be a folky song, it could be what I have tasted, bitter wine. I mean, it's, the, the lyrics are really, you know, I think quite classic. So I can see why she thought bitter wine is one of the songs she, that she picks as one of her favorites. Because it is, the overall song is just so, I want to say quaint, but it's not quaint. <laughs> it's, a, it's a classic, I guess, in that sense. Uh, it can be, she's right, it could be any time from then to now because uh, of the way the song is constructed. You know, and I have to agree with Gene um, as far as Mm -hmm. the classic nature of bitter wine. Yeah. It's, Mm -hmm. it's really a unique song for Fanny. It doesn't sound like, I don't think any other Fanny song that we did, you know, and you know, as far as June calling it her calling card uh, or Fanny's calling card, um, I can get that because in a way, it's the story of June's career 
and her mm. personal journey, oh, you know, because wow. she has been breaking barriers in a male dominated, oh, dominated yeah. industry for all of these years. You know, wow. she and Anne are so committed to passing along their knowledge and their musical gifts to younger generation of girls, young women and women with the camps at IMA that oh, are yeah. just phenomenal. They, oh, they are, are phenomenal. They really are. And wow, Alice, I love that idea of Bitter Wine being the arc of June's career. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah. she really did take on the male-dominated industry and yeah, smash it to the ground. And she's yeah. never given up. Yeah. And no. that makes me think of what she was saying on the last episode about Badge taking yeah. on a male song written by men. Right. And, yep. you know, interpreting it and transitioning it to it being such a song that women were singing. And the next song we're going to talk about is Hey Bulldog, which also, as we know, was written by men. And I love the way Fanny and June on this song absolutely make it your own.
man. Give me a second Wonderful. to put down my headsets. Oh, man, because I listen to this song way too loud. Well, you <laughs> have to. Oh, yeah. It's a crank yeah, to 11. That's song. the only way to listen to it. And oh, I yeah. just love June's mm-hmm. guitar on that crescendo, oh, yeah. man. It, it just is rocks. incredible. And this yep. is also the kind of song, Byron, that you not mm-hmm. only have to listen to all the way up. Oh, yeah. But if this song starts to play and people are having a conversation, I have to turn the song off. Oh. It's like, oh, please yeah, stop gotta, interrupting. Please, yeah. please don't interrupt. Well, or yes, don't but I you guess do that, that, would, that would be a bit of a buzzkill for the song as well. Right. So that's it. Just turn it off. I'll listen later. Yeah. But you know, what's interesting when I was listening to this and Alice, you're so right about June's playing on yeah. this, but yeah. this was one of my favorite Fanny songs as a kid. I absolutely mm-hmm. loved it. I listened to it all the time, but ever since we've started this podcast and discovering Fanny songs through 2021 year, years, excuse mm-hmm. me, mm-hmm. I haven't listened to this song as much, yeah. but listening to it now, I am just reminded of how brilliant it is. Yeah. I mean, June's, uh, I don't have words for it. Does it wail? Does it cry? Does it scream? All of the above. And and yeah, the crescendo part is one of my favorite parts as well. And I asked Jean about the song and June having picked it. And Jean said that the crescendo is also one of her favorite parts of the song. So let's listen to what she had to say. I totally agree with you. I mean, that song still remains pretty exciting to me. I'm not, I'm never bored of listening to it. You know, I, I listen to Pandora, and that comes up quite a bit on Pandora, funny enough, on my Fanny playlist. But uh, I, I still am pretty excited when I heard the, hear that song. I hear the, uh, the, the building that, and the, on, the, on the guitar part and the crescendo and all that. It's just amazing to me that we pulled it off, and I didn't even think of it at the time as, a, oh, well, we're going to pull this off. We just played. We always just played to the best of our ability. And so I'm so proud of the fact that now, in retrospect, we can know that our playing on Hable Dogs really quite phenomenal. Yeah, you know, it, it really is. But also, Kristen, you were talking about 2021 years. Mm-hmm. And um, we t- were talking about the, the uh, crescendo. You know, Mm -hmm. and uh, the strings and the the arrangement Mm -hmm. and everything. Um, And it's throughout the whole song Mm -hmm. that the strings and the arrangement, you know. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, on this podcast, we Mm -hmm. tend to give Richard Perry a hard time. (laughs) (laughs) Once in a while. Well, hey, wait a minute. He didn't put any mariachi band horns on this song. There's no horns on this. (laughs) And I think he produced this song Almost perfectly. Yeah, me too. I, and I yep. love Paul Buckmaster and that he and June did yep. the string arrangements yep. together. Yeah. Yeah. I just absolutely love it. And so, Byron, if you mm-hmm. don't mind, can we listen to the crescendo oh. again, please? I think I can work that out. Here we go. <laughs>
Oh, yeah. Byron, I think that's another ringtone. Just oh, yeah. saying, oh, another yeah. ringtone. Oh, oh, that yeah. would be phenomenal. Wouldn't that yeah. be phenomenal? Oh, yeah. yeah, come on. Yeah, I just, turn, I just turned my volume up. As oh, yeah. at, at Byron's suggestion, yes, oh, it works, doesn't it? it? Oh God, it yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> it really to. does. It's, a, it's required. It's a lot. Yeah. And you know, um, you know, it's a bulldog and yeah. blind alley and borrowed time that makes you know for me Fanny Hill one of my own type favorite uh, rock albums that I listen to nonstop. I just turn it on and listen to it, and it's mainly due to June's guitar playing and the, on those songs and how and the, and the tone and all that she carried that mm-hmm. keeps me coming back. You know, especially. On you know, hey, bolted that riff, down, bam, 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 uh, just and you know, and I love the strings uh, on the flim flam part. The, da, 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 me too. I mean, yeah, I, yeah. I've just like you can see me playing like you know, yeah. a cello or something. That, well, that's what I was talking I about. You know, yeah. about the strings throughout the song, how they're mm-hmm. kind of laid in there. Yeah. You know, they're they're not in your face no. at all. Mm-hmm. You know, but Fanny Hill has been historically the most popular Fanny album to the mm-hmm. point that uh, Kristen and I go into the uh, Tucson screening of the documentary on Friday. Mm-hmm. I got a new bass booster in my car and I asked her, what CD, <laughs> what Fanny CD oh. do you want me to bring along to, you know, get us <laughs> charged up? And she immediately said Fanny Hill. Oh, oh yeah. You know, but I have to say, <laughs> yeah, but I do have to say that yeah. listening to all the albums now with our 2021 ears, um, yeah, I don't. They're I, all amazing. Yeah, I can't uh, yes. pick a favorite now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I used to be able yeah. to, and I can't mm-hmm. now. Yeah. No, you can't. And when I interviewed Gene for the mm-hmm. hashtag Gene Genie interview a few episodes back, do you remember when we opened up with a little bit of her bass on Hateful yeah. Dog, mm-hmm. which yeah. is also just phenomenal? Um, I wanted to save a particular comment that June had made. Hmm. on the song because Uh I thought it would be so special for this episode. So when I asked her about Hey Bulldog, Mm -hmm. she recollected a moment in the early 2000s of being at IMA and prepping for a class that she Hmm. was going to teach. So let's listen. And to tell you the truth, when we started our rock and roll girls camps here at IMA in uh, 2002, maybe around 2004, I presented Hey Bulldog in our foremothers class. And I was alone in the in the barn, and I played it. I just turned it up. And I had no idea this was going to happen, but I just started to weep. Um, it just brought out so much emotion in, in, in me, and it's not even our song, you know, but I kind of felt like, who were these women? Uh, who was that playing guitar? Who's playing bass? You know, I, I, I felt like I'd like to meet that young woman and ask her, how did you do that? <laughs> You know, I don't know what you mean, June. I really don't. Because you did it every fucking day. Yes. You know? Oh, yes. I mean, really, come on. She found the perfect guitar part to play in every single song, and she just slid it in there. Yes, she did. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and speaking of slid, thanks for that setup, Alice. nice. (laughs) (laughs) For the third song we're going to be listening to today for Hashtag June Jams, we decided, and I nudged June to say yes, that Ain't That Peculiar would be our third song. And her slide on this song, the opening is Mm -hmm. just, it's infectious. It just hooks you right in. And when I talked to June about Ain't That Peculiar, I loved what she had to say on the playing on the song and what comes to mind for her in general. So let's listen. You know, what comes to mind for me, quite frankly, is that that was another day at the office for us or for me in particular. I didn't think too much of it, you know, because 
we had worked so hard to get our stuff or our material or or our playing to that place you know and so every time we did anything we were representing all the work that had gone into it just hours and hours so i didn't think of it as oh people are really going to notice this you know because i didn't expect to get any accolades i'm so surprised at it now but even scott baxter he still is raving about that i'm you know i'm not exactly sure what it is that's getting you know sort of tingled in people i know it's really good and i can hear that i'm in tune and I'm on time and whatnot. I, I guess it was sort of the kind of bravery of putting that out at the time when it wasn't really done, that kind of a slight part, except for Lowell. I mean, if Lowell George had not been my friend, I never would have come up with that. And I don't know how I came up with it. I don't know how I came up with the tuning. I don't remember a moment when we discuss it in rehearsal. Hey, June, maybe you should do a, a slide intro, you know, whatever. No, it was just something that came up and it became part of the repertoire with our having played the original Marvin Gaye version in Fanny and Wild Honey. So that's important to understand. It was our cultural shift with what I was learning with and from Lowell George. Um, that's a really big deal. And, and somehow they came together in this really new way that people are still really noticing. And, you know, I love it. Uh, it's a special tuning. It's a special guitar. My Les Paul Jr. has a certain sound, you know, so it was in your face and it was hot, hot. <laughs> it was hot. And I just want to clarify something you said. So obviously you had been playing this song, Ain't That Peculiar, for a while. This was a comfortable song for you, but it was Lil George who introduced you to the slide. So you were in a way adding to the song to a song you already knew very well. Yeah. And, you know, I'm sure Lowell didn't say, hey, you should do a you know, slide intro on that or play slide. But it was, you know, of a piece, the fabric of that particular time, that year. I'm sure we rehearsed the heck out of it. And I'm sure that we did it at gigs before we even let it out, you know, because we were doing gigs around the, the Los Angeles area and we were rehearsing at Warner Brothers. So we we developed our big sound. And that came along with it. So when we did it at the Beat Club, honestly, for me, it was just another day at the office. I can't say that I was super excited or anything like that. Uh, we knew that they were grabbing great sound. I mean, that was an incredible team, uh, not just in the recording, but, you know, the woman putting on the makeup and the woman who was in charge of uh, the timing, the schedule and all that. We fell in love with all of them and we were sure that they fell in love with us. So we were super comfortable. And we knew that they were grabbing the sounds. And so we were confident on top of it. You, you put that along with the fact that we were breaking ground, I guess. And you get the version of Ain't That Peculiar that everyone is raving about now. And I'm, I'm so glad.
love, 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 love. love. And you know, Jill Mm -hmm. was talking about the Beat Club and Mm -hmm. um, the recording that everybody's getting turned on to and everything. But I got to say, I don't think that a woman had been filmed on television playing slide in a rock and roll band ever before. I mean, maybe no. country western, right? Maybe mm-hmm. blues. But they had the different slide know? guitar in, in country music. They was like the yeah. on their lap or whatever. They didn't, well, no they one did. played it like June and these other. Oh, they. Oh, yeah, they did. The old the old black blues players. Yeah. They did play it on oh, a on a okay. regular guitar. It wasn't okay. the 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 lap guitar at all. They did it on the open tune guitar. Okay. Open tune guitar. Yeah. Okay. But and that's it, where and that's Bonnie Rates teachings yeah. is yeah. from exactly. that particular yeah. genre yeah. but it's like i'm sure what grabs people it's like they're saying what the fuck is this oh yeah mind blown <laughs> this woman who is that like, yeah exactly <laughs> but Jeannie has always loved june playing slide guitar yeah and you know she had some comments about it so let's listen her slide part is so exciting it's so um, it's, so it comes in in such an exciting way. I don't know why she doesn't think of it as one of her favorite. Maybe because I think that she wasn't all that pleased with her vocal back then. So it could have something to do, do with it. And uh, I don't know. I just and the, the slide playing on that song is so phenomenal to me. And it's really exciting when I hear it. I still get excited to this, to this day when hearing her slide guitar part. Oh, yeah. oh, I do yeah. too. I do too. Yeah. And I love June's vocals on this song. Yeah. There is a particular quality to the way she sings that I just think is so original and yeah. beautiful. It's a and very it's a very particular tone that June has. Indeed. I, I love yeah. it. Absolutely. Yeah. And you know, Me I just too. have to say on a personal note mm-hmm. that uh, I love listening to this song now through 2021 ears. Mm-hmm. It's a joy and it's such a relief because I don't have the panic and, and the anxiety anymore of having to play percussion and drums with eight arms. I don't have. So thank you, Alice, for clearing that up for me. Yes. <laughs> You're welcome, Kristen. <laughs> and, you know, June mentioned her guitars in this particular mm-hmm. clip, the clip we just yeah. played. And we have a hashtag June Jams question. Oh, that's right. From Fanny Mm -hmm. fan and podcast fan, Nigel Langridge. And so what he wanted to know about June's, his words, exquisite Gibson 355. It was beautiful. He wants to know if June remembers what extra controls were loaded into the guitar, a booster, Mm -hmm. a preamp. And he closed with, quote, all I know is that beautiful red guitar produced a tidal wave of sound. Close quote. And boy, boy, did it. So, Nigel, just so you know, and I'm sure you do know, June has been traveling all over for the Fanny documentary. And so Mm -hmm. June emailed me the answer for you. And so June said, quote, I don't remember any boosters, preamp, or anything else inserted into the electronics chain of the ES-355. If there were, it was before I got the Gibson, which was from a kid in a band in San Jose, whom I traded another guitar for, plus maybe a bit of cash. I took that guitar and never looked back. (laughs) Close quote. But also, Nigel, she then sent me a PS immediately and said, quote, and I understand from a friend that he regretted it almost immediately. (laughs) And then (laughs) she asked, Added, I sympathize, of course, but didn't know I was getting such a great guitar. Close quote. I love that. And yeah. so, yeah, Jean is right. The intro slide tone to this is so exciting. Yeah. And I just need to hear it again. Byron, please. Yeah. 
You know, oh, I, yeah. for one, it's, I love that opening part. I do too. <laughs> it's just fantastic. Yeah. And this was the opening track to Fanny Hill. And this was one hell of a way to open an album because, oh, man, it grabs you and just pulls you in for the rest of the duration. You're like, okay, what the hell else does this group got, man? Absolutely. <laughs> like, yeah, Absolutely. Hot, hot, and hot, hot, going, as Jim said. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Well, I just have to say. Oh, I'm exhausted. This has been <laughs> such a jam-filled hashtag of hashtag June jams. <laughs> Blackberry jams. Strawberry jams. No seeds. No seeds. Yes. And as we are wrapping up this incredible <laughs> episode, I asked Jean if she could put into words how she feels about June, her sister, <laughs> and her talents as a musician and a singer, etc. So let's listen to what Jean had to say. Oh, gosh, what can I say? Excellent. I mean, she plays so impeccably, you know, really in time and rhythm. And the parts she chose are always excellent. You know, the the the, the chick chick the, the parts, the, the funky kind of thing. She always knew what to play. So what would I say? Impeccable. Extremely tasteful. Oh, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And for those that did listen to the first part of Hashtag June Jams, mm-hmm. I teased all of you at the end that we had a special mm. guest interview. Uh-oh. And again, <laughs> since it's Hashtag June Jams, I interviewed Tret Fury, who oh, is a longtime cool. friend, a very former cool. girlfriend who mm. was kind enough to talk about June's influence and impact on wow. music. So let's listen to what Tret had to say. Well, she gave women per- permission to play electric guitar. I mean, I didn't take up the electric guitar until I was uh, in the mid-70s. So I was like 20, 24. Um, and I just wanted to play like June, you know. But I was never, never the kind of guitar, electric guitar player that June was. But I remember when we, would, when we were playing with Chris, doing solos with June, it was like, ah, it was like something I never thought would happen, that we'd be able to play electric guitar together. She... Uh, She's taught so many women, gave so many women permission and the strength to be just balls out guitar players, you know, and, and what, what she's doing now with young women is phenomenal. I, I rave about IMA all the time, you know, when people want to know, well, how do we, you know, what, how can we learn or whatever? So you go, go to IMA, you know, go, go study under June Millington because she is the master. And uh, yeah. She's, uh, to me, she's the one. I talk about her all the time in interviews. She's, I talk about Fanny and people, people go, Fanny? And says, oh, come on. You got to know, if you don't know Fanny, you got to learn about Fanny because they changed the world. They changed the world for music, for women and for music. Wow. Wow. Yeah, wow. Yeah, That's did. really nice. Yeah, you yeah. really that did. Cool. Yeah. Thank you, yeah. Tret Fury, Thank so you. much definitely. for your time and your energy. And we're yep. definitely going to be hearing from Tret again. Cool. cool. For yeah. sure. But for now, Alice, <laughs> yes. we have two down, two to go of the hashtag series, and you're up to bat. <laughs> Here we go. We're switching into baseball Matt from food. Yeah. Oh, that's right. That's right. Oh, no. Hot dogs at a baseball game. Okay, stop, stop, yeah. stop. stop. <laughs> okay, Alice, so your yeah. assignment, if you will, is to think about your top go-to Fanny songs or 
parts of songs that you played on or whatever it is. And you can't and, pick them all. All right. Yes. <laughs> you can't and you all. can't pick all I can't pick albums. them all. Uh, <laughs> it'd be a really long podcast. <laughs> and we also want to say for the first edition of Hashtag Ask Alice, we really want to hear from all of you, the Fanny mm-hmm. fans, yep. the Alice fans. So what we're going to have you do is submit your Hashtag Ask Alice questions to any of the social media for Mm -hmm. the second part that we do so that all of you will have enough time to write us in and we'll have enough time to incorporate your questions or thoughts into the second episode. And Alice will be answering your questions. I'll have enough time to think of an answer. (laughs) (laughs) Time for them to get it in and time for you to think of it. I can't wait. I can't wait. So (laughs) until I think until the next time that may, may, may be a wrap. What do you think? No, 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 Kristen. No. Did you really think that we weren't going to give you a very special happy birthday baker <gasps> shout out? Right. <laughs> happy birthday, Christmas. Happy birthday, month. <laughs> yeah. Put on the hats. Let's go. She takes over the whole month. Oh, yeah. I, I do. Oh, I do. I do. I do. Absolutely. Well, it's your month, man. Do it. It's my month. I, ha- I have two birthday wishes. One I have put on Facebook, which is anybody, if you can, please donate to IMA.org. Cool. Yes. yes. Which will also help yep. out our beloved mm-hmm. Jean. And my second wish is that mm-hmm. the three of us get to continue this podcast for a long time because getting mm-hmm. to work with you and getting to become friends with our listeners and getting mm-hmm. to listen to Fanny music is truly a dream come true so thank yeah. you both i'm grateful for all of you yep. absolutely <laughs> and most especially for this episode the last two thank you thank you thank you june for your yes. energy oh, yeah. your love yeah. your talents and what a wonderful way to say until next time mm-hmm. <laughs> that's a wrap hit it <laughs> Man, and you know, we end every podcast with that big power chord from June. <laughs> <laughs>